Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 170. Drink it till you podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Saturday going? I hope you're having a good one. I'm drinking my stripped down version of Bahama Mama, which is just orange juice and dark rum. Captain Morgan, to be more specific, and Northland orange juice, to be even more specific, which you don't have. Orange juice is orange juice, right? Uh, I believe this is pulp free. Uh, you, ooh, now that I'm thinking about it, you wouldn't have a fucking, like a screwdriver with pulp, would you? I guess if you really liked it that way. Uh, I'm not a pulp fan, so this is pulp free. Uh, hopefully you guys are drinking something delicious. If you got them, drink them bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. And I actually just got back from the bar. I needed something to eat. Decided to have a couple of drinks. You know, I, I planned this whole thing out. I got an Uber up there. As always, a running theme on this podcast don't drink and drive, get an Uber, get a lift. I got an Uber home. So now I'm outside safely in front of my apartment, in my car, keys out of the ignition. You know, you gotta, you gotta get the legalities right. And, uh, dude, it never fails, man. When I'm up at the bar, I always end up, and I've said this so many times before, I always end up talking to the, the fucking lonely guy or the town drunk or the fucking weirdo who's pissed everybody else off or said something awkward that, you know, people don't agree with, so they leave them alone, and it never fails, man, I'm just sitting there, and you know, of course, when I, when I come into a place, I scope the place out, okay, there's a family over there eating, there's the fucking, you know, the bartender right there, and I, you know, I see, I can tell this guy's the town drunk, just by his posture, or lack thereof, you know, he's kind of slumped over the bar, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, that, you know, I sit as far away from this guy as I can, because uh, I know it's it's already coming. It's already a set deal, you know. Like it's it's already gonna happen. So, anyways, I sit down at the bar, really polite with the bartender, whatever. Give me this, give me that, whatever. And I'm I, I'm eating my tatie tots, and yes, I call them tatie tots. I'm I'm drinking my Jack and Coke, you know. And I'm watching the the chime. Is it chime? No, no, it's not chime. It's uh, chimes the debit card that they keep fucking beating into my head on YouTube. Uh, chive TV. And if you don't know what Chive TV is, it's basically like an endless blooper reel. Like that's all the TV channel is. It's just people, you know, fail videos. And and I I love that kind of humor. It gets me every time. So I'm sitting there, I'm eating eyes forward, kind of watching the bartender make some drinks. I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's making. Okay, he's putting this in there. He's putting that in there. And I'm just sitting there enjoy, by myself, enjoying myself. I didn't go with anybody. I, I want to be by myself. I want to have a couple of drinks. I want to eat and I want to get the fuck out of there, you know, and um, the the jack starts to kick in, you know, I'm starting to feel a little loosey goosey. So I start to chuckle, you know, there's people falling down on TV. It's funny, you know, so I start to chuckle and sure enough, the town drunk, hey, how's it going? And my eyes are forward and I'm just like, that's probably for me. So I look over, I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? You're like on the outside, I have a pretty good poker face on the outside. I'm like, yeah, friendly as fuck. On the inside, I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy. I want to sit here by myself. I want to enjoy myself, my alone time. I don't get this very often. I'm always around somebody. You know, I just want to sit here by myself. Anyways, so I say, hey, how you doing? He's like, what's your name? And I'm like, hey, I'm Chris. And he puts out his hand to shake my hand. And he's like, ah, I'm Mike. Shout out to Mike. Um, so when he shakes my hand, though, here's the issue I have. He squeezes it like fucking... Hulk strength squeezes it. Like, I guess it was some kind of, I'm trying to assert dominance kind of thing. I don't know, but it kind of irritated me. So he shakes my hand, squeezed the fuck out of it. And he's like kind of pulling 
while he has my hand, like he won't let go, but he's pulling back toward him. Like to get me to come closer. And I just kind of like yank my hand back. And, uh, you know, we have our little small talk bullshit conversation. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, have a good night, Mike, whatever. And this is an older guy. You know, I'm not trying to start shit. I'm not trying to get in a fight. At the, I'm just trying to have a good time. So I go back to watching my Chive TV. And and this fucking guy forgets he he even meets me. Hey, what's your name? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm ready for him this time. And when he extends his hand out, I you know I, I give him the fucking Hulk, Hulk grip. And I squeeze onto his hand. And he, he tries to pull me. But before he can pull me, I pull closer to him. I like get out of my seat. And I get almost nose to nose with this guy. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, I, a little aggressively. I won't lie. Hey, how you doing? And he kind of like pulls back a little bit. And he's like, good, man. You know, like almost like calm down. <laughs> you know, I kind of freaked him out. But I'm like, dude, you don't squeeze somebody's hand like that. You don't do it. That's that's rude as fuck, man. I don't mind shaking your hand. COVID, whatever, it's fine. I got hand sanitizer. We'll be good. Don't squeeze the fuck out of my hand, dude. And I didn't say any of this to him, but I let him know with that second handshake, the second time he met me in 10 minutes. That's not cool. So, um, you know, I guess cheers to Mike. Who, who knows how he got home? Good God, I hope he's not driving. Um, that's a scary thought. The way he was slumped over when I fucking walked in. Good God. I mean... I understand, you know, like as far as being a bartender, like making your money, but at some point you got to cut the guy off when, when he's getting to that point and he's running people off, he's irritating people. When do you cut him off? I know I've cut people off before when I bartended, you have to like, dude, I don't, yeah. What was that guy's name? Actually, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to name names. But the one guy I had to cut off and he was really fucking upset with me because he had been coming to the bar for you know years and i was just like dude i i gotta cut you off like can i call you an uber can i get you a taxi and ah, i'm fine i can't believe you cut me off like i've been coming here it's like i understand you've been coming here but he can't fucking he can't leave here hammered fucking drunk you know so uh shame on shame on the bartender there that's a, that's a bad call I, unless he showed up in that condition what are you supposed to do i mean you still have the right to say no don't you uh, but anyways, so yeah, just word of advice out there. If you don't want to start a fight in a bar, don't squeeze the fuck out of someone's hand. And I didn't fight this guy. Like I said, he was an older um, guy, older man. I almost said gentleman, but he was not. He was anything but. Um, but yeah, that's not how you do it. Anyways, let's take another. Let's Cheers to Mike, you fucking drunk bastard. <laughs> so I got the... Uh, I got this story the other day, man. I heard about this, and it fucking blew me away. I had to tell you guys. So there's an Italian man who... Um, let me just read this to you. That, that'll be easier than me trying to verbalize it. Italian man dubbed King of Absentees played hooky from work for 15 years. Despite not showing up to work since 2005, the unidentified 67-year-old man continued to receive a monthly paycheck... Uh, over the course of the last decade and a half, he collected a salary amounting to 538,000 pounds, I believe that symbol is pounds, or the equivalent to $647,000, dude. Can you believe? I, I kind of admire that. I know this dude is in, in deep shit 
for doing this, but how I, I, I want to say he worked in like a hospital. He's like a nurse or something, which I don't know how you get away with that. Like, don't you have assigned patients? Like you have to check on them. Like it's just the idea of this man waking up every morning, you know, fucking taking a shower, like doo, 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 singing in the shower, brushing his fucking teeth, putting on his scrubs, socks and shoes, you know, going to work, <laughs> clocking in and just being like, I'm out of this bitch and going back home. That's fucking ballsy, dude. And he didn't get somebody else should get fired aside from him. Obviously, he should get fired because he wasn't, you know, he didn't live up to his his agreement for working there. But who the fuck didn't notice? What supervisor didn't notice this guy? I can't ever find Dave. Where's Dave? I don't know if that's his name. Uh, they didn't give me his name. Where the fuck is Dave? I never see Dave. Oh, he's probably up on the third floor working hard. You know, and he's just fucking at home in his boxers playing. It's just a hilarious idea. You know, he would wake up and get dressed and and have the appearance of I'm going to work. His neighbors are probably like, what the fuck does this guy do? He gets up every morning, leaves at 6 a.m., you know, and comes back home. He's home by 630. He pays all his bills. He hasn't been evicted. Nothing. He's so he's still there. And, uh, dude, I just kind of admire it. I really do. Like, it's just, okay. Now, and I was thinking about this too. I think what I would do if I were to ever have enough guts to do anything like that, which there's no way, like what I do, I could get away with that. I can't clock in and just fucking be gone. Shit wouldn't get done. And, and somebody would notice there's no way to not notice. I would think in this guy said, was he a nurse? I'm really going with the nurse. I'm I'm really leaning toward nurse. I think when I when I read the story, it said something about a nurse. I could be wrong, but either way, for the, for the sake of the story, he he's a nurse. Okay, not that that really even matters, but um, you know, I would I would think if I did that, if I had enough guts to ever do that, I would double down. You know, you can get a cash job, a job that you know you just make cash. There's no taxes, whatever. You can't be a server. Or a bartender because you're technically making, you know, you're on the books at that point. You're making two thirteen an hour, so that is taxable. They'll be like something, you know. They'd be like, "Hey, how the fuck is this guy at two places at once?" We have a, a, a Mister Dave so and so making an income here at this hospital, and also, you know, that the, it would have gotten out. But if you get a cash job, dude, you're fucking doubling down. What is that? Six hundred forty-seven thousand dollars. Um, in 15 years, let's see, $647,000 divided by 15, that's 40, he made $43,000, that's not too bad, sir, for doing absolutely nothing, but you have to think, I, I was thinking about it, you'd have to double down, get a cash job, you're making cash on the side, yes, technically you're still working, uh, which obviously this guy had a problem with, that's why he wasn't going to work. He's just, you know how many times I've thought about doing that? I bet they wouldn't even know. I bet they wouldn't even fucking know. This place is so big. You know, when I worked at Home Depot, you can't find anybody in Home Depot anyway. I bet that's what those employees are doing. You can't find anybody at Walmart anyway. This is a thing, people. I'm starting to realize this is not just, you know, just this guy in, in Italy. This is a whole thing happening all the time. 
You go into fucking Walmart, you can't ever find anybody. And when you do, good luck. They act like you're fucking, you know, asking them to do a Rubik's Cube right in front of you in five minutes. I, I just asked where the fucking toilet paper was, man. You know, or fucking Home Depot. You can't get anybody over there. And how many aisles, by the way, since I'm going to bitch about Home Depot, I used to work there, by the way. How many aisles do you need to block off? <laughs> I needed something for work the other day. And dude, I swear to God, six aisles blocked off. Nobody in sight. Nobody in sight. What are these aisles blocked for? Like, I need shit down there. Unblock these aisles. Uh, but anyways, yeah, you'd have to double down, I would think. That would be the smart move. It would suck. You know, like I said, obviously this guy didn't want to work anyway. Um, it would suck to have to get another job on top of your job. I'm working two jobs. Could you imagine, dude? <laughs> him coming home i'm doing everything i can for this family i'm working two jobs she's like honey technically you're only working one you clock in and come home this had to be a single guy there's no way if this guy was married there's no way his wife would have let him get away with that unless he was driving to work clocking in and going and fucking off you know around town until you know 5 5 30 he's like honey i'm home <laughs> he'd bring a change of why do you keep bringing a change of clothes with you every day to work what are you doing during your lunch break, you know, where are you going? Uh, it's all, it's all suspicious. This had to be a single man. W women figure that shit out real quick. You can't fool them, you know? Anyways, let's take another drink. And real quick, uh, let me do a shout out here for my band cashing in. Um, if you guys don't know, if you didn't hear last podcast, I'm going to keep doing this up until May 23rd. Uh, we are playing the outside stage at Gas Monkey Bar and Grill, or I'm sorry, Gas Monkey Live. Uh, the Nothing is the headliner, I would assume, with the way the flyer is. Uh, Ghost Hooker, my band, oh, I'm sorry, Ghost Hookers, uh, my band cashing in. Uh, I fucked this up last time. The Aperian Accord, also May 23rd, outside stage, all ages. Doors at 7 p.m., show at 8 p.m., tickets and info at www.gmbg.com. That's gasmonkeybargrill.com, GMBG. Um, so come out and see us, man. Have a drink with us. Uh, it'll be a good time. I'm so excited to play a show. Um, right before COVID happened, I was hyping up uh, a show we were going to play, and I was super excited, and then everything went down. Dude, that seems like a lifetime ago, man. That seems like a lifetime ago when we were supposed to uh, supposed to play. We got one show in. We've only played one show as a band, by the way. We got one show in in Corsicana, and it was kind of like a festival thing where people were, you know, it had like a, uh, I, I'm going to call it techno. Don't laugh at me. That's like an old school term, but it was like a, te a tent with techno in it, another tent with like hip hop in it. There's an outside stage, which we played, which was just kind of random. There was a rock and roll band that played before us. There was a cover band that played after us. That was the only show we've played. And then we had, I think, two or three more lined up. And it was just like this big unknown thing. Are we going to get to play the show? And uh, it, it never happened. So I'm, I'm going to be really, really upset if something happens to this show. Hopefully not. I think everything's getting trying to get back to normal. Uh, but yeah, come see us uh, May 23rd uh, at Gas Monkey Live. Cheers, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and do some uh, drink recommendations. Actually, it's just one. It's just one solid drink recommendation. Uh, 
this is from uh, robreport.com. It's called How to Make a Bramble. I've never even heard of a bramble, a gin drink invented by a pioneer of the cocktail renaissance. Uh, we're just going to get one good drink in here. It has a whole article that I'm going to attempt to read. Uh, good luck. And uh, I'll tell you how the hell to make it. it. It might have an interesting history. I haven't read any of this, so uh, let's dive in together. A cocktail story, where it came from, how it was first made, is almost never easy to pin down. Sometimes with the Sazerac, it's a murky swamp of details, ingredients popping in and out of the early recipes with no clear genealogy, all available evidence merely pointing toward a city, New Orleans, and a decade, 1890s, <clears throat> and fairly hopeless beyond that. Other times, as with the Mai Tai, there are two or more origin stories, and their disagreement can get somewhat contentious. Um... But then sometimes it's not hard at all because sometimes the classic is from the 1980s and you know how it was first made because there's a video of the guy who made it describing it in great detail on YouTube. Uh, such is with the Bramble. Never heard of the Bramble. I don't know about you guys. There's no mystery to unravel. The microfish, microfiche, fitch to uh, page through. No microfitch to page through. I've never heard that word in my life. It was like the espresso martini invented by legendary British bartender Dick Bradsell, one of the few who kept the torches lit in those dark decades of sour mix and peach stops. <laughs> Vodka everything and drink names designed to make adolescent boys giggle. Sex on the beach, redheaded slut, what was the other one? Royal fuck. Uh, he invented... <clears throat> he invented it at Fred's Club in London in 1984. It's made from gin, gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and cream de mure, blackberry liqueur, in case you were wondering. And the original concept, he explained at length, was to make a distinctly English cocktail, quote, inspired by the fresh blackberries I used to get on the Isle of Wight, unquote. As one of the earliest pioneers of our little cocktail renaissance, Bradzel did as much as anyone to decode the mix, mixological secrets of the past. He must have certainly had his share of historical dead ends and origin story contradictions, which perhaps explains why, in his breakdown of the Bramble, he was almost comically thorough. Uh, he used Plymouth gin. He talked about what kind of cream demure he used. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Cave de Bissy? Cave de Bissy? I don't know how to say it. And some common variations if you can't find it. He explained where the name came from. A bramble, by the way, is the bush that blackberries grow on. Oh, shit. That's badass. I didn't know that. A bramble. Uh, he eventually held court about the ice. Incidentally, he wrote, I'd like to take this opportunity to shut down all debate over whether the bramble was made with crushed ice or cracked ice. It was made with crushed ice because that's what the machine made. So it was question answered. Um, so why write about the bramble at all? Because it's amazing, that's why. And the days get longer and the sun gains strength. Cocktails like the bramble float back into our minds as if compelled by the season. Dude, I, I kind of want to go into the, uh, the bar the next time and see if anyone knows how to make a bramble. We'll get to the recipe here in a minute. If I can stop burping, good lord. That's a mixture of like uh, rum and fucking Jack Daniels. 
It's a cocktail of winter moving towards spring, the plush and complex sweetness of the blackberry liqueur filling out and softening the gin's crystalline chill with the crushed ice strengthening it all for maximum refreshment. Uh, here's how the hell you make it. There's only one more paragraph, but oh, okay, well, fuck it, let's read it. Dick Bradsell passed away five years ago. Well, that's depressing. Uh, but he knew his cocktail had already become a classic. It's not hard to see why either. It's easy to make, easy to remember, and easy to adapt to different palettes and circumstances while not losing an ounce of its inherent quality. It's great. It's as great as as it is. It's great as it is. Excuse me, but it's also great with raspberry liqueur. Um, or fresh blackberries. It also probably doesn't hurt that he left a robust set of instructions for future would-be cocktail archaeologists, a kind of primary text, to make sure that the variations would never drift too far from the Bramble's English roots. Uh, Quote, those of you who insist on making this drink wrong with vodka, he made sure to note, should think up your own bloody name for it. Uh, Here's how, uh, here's what's in the Bramble. First off, two ounces of gin, uh, 0.75 ounces of lemon juice, 0.5 ounces simple syrup, uh, and you're going to use 0.375 to 0.5 ounces cream demure to taste. Uh, I guess that's what, like they said in the article, kind of softens it up or whatever. Uh, So here's how the hell you make it. Add gin, lemon juice, and simple syrup to a shaker with a handful of crushed ice. Shake briefly to aerate and incorporate the ingredients, then dump contents into a rocks glass, top with more crushed ice, then drizzle the cream demure on top, garnish with a lemon slice and a blackberry. Um, they don't have the finished product here. I should be able to see a picture, right? Um, but yeah, there's your drink recommendation. I, I really don't get into, um, you know, there's just like beer connoisseurs, and there's, you know, they can tell you everything about the beer, how it was made, where the fucking ingredients. I, I really don't get into it, but this one interested me for some reason. Uh, I guess it was because I've never heard of the bramble, which, uh, you know, a bramble is a, a blackberry bush now that I come to find out. But uh, this one kind of interested me, and I, I I doubt anyone has ever heard of this. I bet I could go, I should do that as a challenge. I should go to like four or five different bars and just ask for a bramble. And I'm not talking about chilies. They're not going to know how to make a fucking bramble. <laughs> I should go to like, you know, bars that actually make cocktails. Make me a bramble. They're going to be like, oh, that's a bramble. I think that'd be kind of fun. I should do that for the next episode. Anyways, uh, that's your fucking drink recommendation. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a lift. Cheers, everybody. So someone just sent this to me, uh, and this is I, I, this is the most cringy fucking video I think I've seen in a while. So there's uh, I never knew this existed. This is a pig calling contest, and I don't know if you guys remember from before uh, the the guy who did the uh, what's the evangelical preacher TV preacher's name? I can't remember his fucking name, but he basically you know making fun of him by making a song behind his oh shit dude okay so this is a pig calling content i'm not gonna play it for you it's it's really kind of irritating that <laughs> this is even a thing this guy i just let you know in the in the thumbnail for this video this guy's wearing a hat uh, and it looks like a fucking corn on the cob <laughs> 
And he's doing these pig calls. So, uh, okay, I'll give you a little sample here. How is that a pig? That's not even what a pig sounds like. I've never heard a pig scream <laughs> like that. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. What do I know? I didn't grow up on a farm. This is the most cringy fucking thing. This, so these people get up on stage and they do pig calls and it's a competition. And uh, spoiler alert, they're all white. <laughs> Just in case you thought maybe this was a multicultural thing. No, they're all white. And it's embarrassing, dude. Imagine if your guy, your dad, your guy, imagine it or your guy. Imagine if your dad or your husband or your, your guy you're dating was up on stage making these fucking pig noises in a competition. What is this? What the fuck is happening? It's like the music, you know, makes it funnier. But, you know, it, there was a video before he made this music video, and it's just like, uh, people are weird, dude. It sounds like a Primus song, to be honest with you. It sounds it sounds like something Primus would write, the way, you know, the music is going. But this is a whole competition. I, what's the grand prize? We ha I have to know. What's the grand prize for winning the pig calling competition? And the lady at the end, by the way, <laughs> I hate to say it, she looks like she's what she's calling. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fucking mean. A repeat champion is this year's winner of the hog calling contest at the Illinois State Fair. Andrew Metheny of Georgetown, Illinois, took home the top prize, a check for $250. Okay, that's not... I was about to, you know, if, if they would have said something higher than that, if they would have said, like, the the great... Even $100,000, I'd have been like, all right, I got to learn how to sound like a fucking pig. This woman at the end is giant. She is giant, dude. Uh, she sounds like a pig. <laughs> she looks the part, too. All right, I did it. I said it. Fine, I fucking said it, all right? Let the hate come out. Anyways, let's take another drink. I just thought that was the weirdest thing. I've never heard of this before. And I, I, it's like I can't believe it's a thing, but I also can. You know what I mean? Like, people are weird, dude. People are so fucking weird. What if you took a chick on a date there? Do you think she would ever go out with you again? I mean, I guess if she was into it, maybe she would. There's more strange fetishes out there, right? Anyways. All right, uh, let's check on my Dallas Stars, see how they're doing. We had a four-game set against uh, the hated, and I mean hated, Detroit Red Wings. Um, that is one of the uh, – I'm pretty cool about all the other NHL teams. The Detroit's won just from growing up the old reunion arena days. I, I will never, never root for Detroit, ever. Uh, they're they're on the shit list. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, Canucks were there for a while, but I, I really kind of like the Canucks. I like all the Canadian teams, uh, especially the Jets, uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, so Stars are down one nothing. Uh, is it in the third period already? Yeah. Okay. Just started the third period. Down one nothing. So we had a four game set. We dropped one, and it was a pretty. I think we lost seven to three. It was a pretty bad outing for us, which we haven't had one in a while. We're on a four-game winning streak, beat Detroit twice. 
uh, and they came out ready for us, uh, just like the guy with the handshake. They came out ready for us, like me shaking that guy's hand, Mike, at the bar for the second time. Uh, so one nothing. Let's go, Stars, man. We got to pick this shit up. Um, I don't think I've talked about it, dude. The Texas Rangers to switch gears to baseball took two out of three from the Angels. Did I already talk about this? Oh well, I'm gonna do it anyway. Took two out of three from the Angels, dude. Which is um, from from the my previous knowledge, I think the Angels were on top of our division there for a minute, weren't they? Early on in the season. Now it's um, it's the Mariners and ah oh, fuck, who is it? I know the Mariners are number one, which, you know, they, they've been building a good team for a little while. I thought they had a good team years ago, and they just they never did shit. Um, so we're sitting in fourth place, I believe. We might actually be uh, third place, possibly. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but we, we just lost the White Sox last night, which is unfortunate. Like, White Sox, I, I like the White Sox. That's one of the teams I, I really do like. I, I root for them all the time. Obviously not against my Texas Rangers, but uh, I do like the White Sox. I just I don't want to lose to them. I, you know, it's just one of those teams that you're like, we shouldn't be losing to them. So we already dropped the game. We got two more against them, which one of which is going on right now. Um, I actually don't know the score to that one. Let's take a look real quick. Texas Rangers schedule 2021. I hate that you have to click more. You have to click more. Okay, so bottom of the six zero zero. This is a fucking pitcher's duel. What the hell is going on? Who do they got pitching? Let's take a look. Fuck. Um, White Sox. Who's who's pitching? Oh, it's Dallas Keuchel. All right, I see. I didn't even know. I thought he was still in Houston. I had no against uh, K Gibson. I don't know who our pitcher is, but I know Keuchel. I know he's a good pitcher or, a pitcher, or Kutchel. I think they say it two different ways, depending on which network you're with. Kutchel or Keuchel? I don't know. Either way, uh, pitcher's duel going on right now. Is there a uh, no-hitter for anybody? Hits? No. Okay, so White Sox already have hits. Uh, yeah, okay. It's not a no-hitter for either side, so pump the brakes on that that excitement. It's just a 0-0 game, which most people would call a boring game. I love a pitcher's duel. There's so many things that go into it that people just don't realize. Boy, baseball is so boring. How do you listen? Like, uh, dudes at work, man, they get on to me. I'm listening to baseball in the truck. How do you listen to this on the radio? Dude, it's fucking awesome. It's like it's like hearing an audiobook. Like, it's it's up to me to put the pieces together in my mind. You know, they're telling you, oh, he hits it, you know, deep to left field and, you know, so-and-so goes back to catch it against the wall. Like you're imagining all this stuff. It's, you know, that's the fun part for me. And don't get me wrong. I do. I, I would rather watch the game if I could, but the, the radio just kind of, you know, use your imagination a little bit. Um, anyways, uh, so let's go Rangers. Let's go stars. Stars really need, it's coming down to the wire, man. We really got to have a win. We really got, I mean, we got, the tough games coming up. I think we're playing the hurricane, hurricane soon, the lightning soon. I know we have one game against the Predators, which is the team we're chasing for that final spot in the playoffs. But uh, it would be nice to just beat the hell out of the low team right now, which is Detroit. Detroit ain't making shit this season. And they've been that way for the past, I don't know, four or five at least. I remember five years ago-ish. Maybe it was six years ago. They're like, this is the first time they missed the playoffs. And... Uh, and year it was like ten years they hadn't they'd been in the playoffs for ten years never won anything but hey I'd take it going to the playoffs every year 
And uh, now they they just can't do shit, which is fine by me. Like I said, Detroit is one of the hated teams. So uh, it's coming down to the wire, man. I, I really think we can do it. You Stars fans, you Stars fans, just keep holding out hope. I, I keep trying to tell my friends it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Tyler Sagan about to come back. Uh, if we can just squeak into the playoffs, dude, we might find some magic. I'm not saying we're going to win the cup. I'm not saying we're going to win the cup. I'm just saying we might make a good run. That's I think all things considered with the way the season has gone, I think that would be a huge thing for us. So anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Episode number 170, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Bottoms up, everybody. Let's finish these off. All right. And officially, I will talk to you guys next effing week. Two podcasts this week just to catch me back up. From uh, shitting the bed the week prior. (laughs) So uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Don't drink a drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Be safe out there, you guys. Bye.